0: Hello, and welcome to The Poetry Show with the Podcast Poets. This is a podcast that aims to bring poems and poetic discussion to people who love poetry. To those of you who aren't all that sure, and to poetry novices, and maybe we can inspire you to try a poem for yourself. A word of warning, we might curse, though probably not gratuitously, unless someone brings up Trumsky. We're kind of PG-13. So each week, we will discuss a theme and look at how four very different poets work within that theme to create a poem. And hopefully, we'll have something for everyone. So, we'll each do a poem, and we'll chat about that poem and move on to the next. I am Rose Drew, and we have... Alan Gillett. And we have two guests today. We have Alicia Fernandez. Hello. And we have Joe. Hello. Joe Williams, yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have captured you you from various Leeds and Harrogate open mics and dragged you (laughs) here, and I'm all excited because this is fantastic. I've really been looking forward to this. This is great. All right. Today's show is about war and peace. Don't worry. We're not going to discuss Tolstoy, though (laughs) maybe that would be kind of interesting. We are joined today by Lethea, who's been writing about the Spanish Civil War and how her family was involved. And I have a few poems on war, but not so many about peace. America's mental breakdown and war, 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 endless war began with 9-11, And and, and Europe has been at war since I don't know the French Revolution, Crimean War, World War One, Two, Cold War,
1: Hundred Years War,
0: Hundred Years War exactly, right? Which really lasted a hundred and some odd. Yeah, well, I know them, them people. But have we ever had peace? Is there peace? That'll be an interesting thing. We're here to discuss war and peace, but will we have any peace in there? I don't really know. So this is um, this is kind of World War One centenaries and such like, and I'm going to do a little poem called Wilfred Owen takes Keats to war, which actually he did. Wilfred um, knowingly took the imagery of Keats and tried to bring it into an incongruous setting. A world tumbles from summer to war with a single shot. Well, two. Ferdinand's wife Sophie also dies. Turmoil and poverty underpin the false piece of silver stick parlors, the downstairs upstairs dichotomy. Bullets will blemish the Colosseum. A smallpox spread by percussive powder, undoing in minutes what survived two thousand years. A young Wilfred Owen worships Keats and his sensuous images of greenery, knights in shiny armor, magic and maidens. Truth is beauty, and beauty truth, or so we're told. But boys will never grow old. Show this a lie. No beauty on a battlefield. Some live, most die so that is war and so we have war war and war but we are going to work to see if we can find sign the peace in there somewhere I don't know I don't know do, do you do you um you're looking at me Alethes. I'm going <laughs> to stare right back at you have you um do you have you read Keats are you familiar um, with a the?
2: little bit not we don't study him um at high school or anything like that That's what nah. you do here but I have uh, since I moved here um read a bit I've always been a Smiths fan, so
0: it's, he's probably. got he's got long <laughs> poems, doesn't he? Keats—they yeah. go on like a book. There are thirty and forty pages. Like, I just can't get published, really, because <laughs> it's about it's 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 five hundred pages long. Um, we actually, I I've done a bit. Of, we looked at it a bit, but when we did um, an event uh, in in um, in Rome for Keats is when I really settled down and started to read biography by Andrew Motion, his biography a very good one actually um, it's, that's an interesting book um, but yeah I wasn't necessarily familiar with that so much. I, I don't know, what do you, what do you think? You've, you've read Keats, Joe? Uh,
3: not really, bits no? and pieces of, of lines yeah. here and there more than anything else I think, it's just one of those things that kind of crops up yeah. from time to time. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and read a poem by Keats but I'm not much of a scholar of poetry really, I'm here by mistake as much <laughs> as anything else. <laughs>
0: Well, see, that's what I like that. someone will put something up, and then Ellis Tim Ellis will chime in with, "No, I hate that person. <laughs> no, I, I don't read <laughs> Keats. I don't I'm like, Tim, I love you." so, um, it's really good because I'm not necessarily a poet uh scholar. I'm just um I'm a shouty person who who likes microphones but um <laughs> but yeah, no so so there's not a lot of familiarity with Keats Allen because you you have that bit of a posh thing going on.
1: well. Yes, yes the, we didn't um we didn't do much Keats at school either. Although you you and I did a Keats project, so we yeah. were um we we were enforced to uh, do a little bit of Keats reading in the um, not too far distant past.
0: Right, exactly. So but up until that point, had you well, what did you think of of Keats? I mean, it's it's a lot of words. It's it's actually I would also say in a way it can be elitist because if you don't have a classical education, you're not necessarily you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. I mean, I can't hear it when you, when you nod though.
3: Because <laughs> it's good though.
2: And if your brain was loose and would no, be I do no. get that. Um, sometimes like since living here, um obviously my writing has been developed here and in, in English, even though Spanish is my mother tongue. So I get, I ah. constantly get asked like, oh, have you read any Hughes or have you read any Plath? And I'm like, well, I have, but it, my, my, my background in poetry is so different like Mm. I I grew up um, studying Spanish and Latin American writers really so that is what is considered scholarly in Spain to to have read them um, and not Ted Hughes for instance so yeah
0: well people we do have that idea don't we that the English poets or Shakespeare are just the world's best
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I think a lot of people find Keats very daunting, and right. uh, particularly when school involves an awful lot of um, Horatio on the Bridge and Homer and uh, mm. uh, and and, and uh, that that group of poems, particularly the sort of rather I'm going to say I won't say bad translations, but very rhymy translations of mm. ancient <laughs> texts yes. which were never originally written in rhyme. So that the that the, the, the whole the whole thing for a young schoolboy whose thoughts do not tend to turn towards poetry it can be it, it's very daunting and it's something that you do your best to forget rapidly <laughs> i suppose at the time when he was
3: doing that it was probably it would have been considered a modernization but of course we're talking oh, yeah. about the yeah. 18th century isn't it well, so it was very it very no um, yes yes i mean
1: poetry long term has never been particularly rhymy um, mm,
0: really it's, it's, i had the sense it always sort of, was or a lot of the really? it was
1: syllabic rather than rhyming.
0: Mm, okay, well, yeah,
3: certainly the ancient yeah. stuff doesn't have any anything like that in it. You don't get any rhymes in uh, Virgil or Homer or anything like that. See,
0: I'm going back to the original when mm. I don't rhyme. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. No. So, so um, now I need to know, Alithia, what are what are some of the what are some of your country's uh, great poets?
2: Well, um, from my hometown, you have Lorca, Federico Mm, García Lorca, wonderful. And Alan spoke of um, reading um, poetry translations. One of the most wonderful things is reading Lorca um, in translations side by side. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. If you read, um, there's a lovely Penguin edition of uh, A Poet in New York, Mm. and you get um, poem against poem in English and in Spanish per page, and it's so, so lovely. Um, So, yeah, he's he's one of the greatest. We had... um, before the spanish civil war we had what was called the generation of 27 mm-hmm. 1927 so it was a group of poets um who ended up um, um studying and living in the same uh, hall of residence at university oh, I and love it's that. a wonderful yes. generation of poetry um all very left-leaning and uh, Luis Ternuda, a lot of them ended up in mexico in exile um, during the war and and the dictatorship, but they did that here too. or,
0: or an, you know the Bloomsbury Group? I mean, there are often um, groups of people who live together and think and mm-hmm. argue and you know screw each other and what have you and all these other things. So when you see a side by side translation of Lorca to Lorca. Are there differences or does the, the
2: translator often capture the sense? There are. I mean, there, there are some, there always has to be a bit of a margin of error. So there's yeah. there's some imagery yeah. that is translated in a way that might be shocking for a Spanish speaker, but you, you can always see why. Um, so for instance, he always, um, the south of Spain where he was from, is, is very green. You've got all, the, all those olive groves. Um, so green is a very relatable color. Mm. Um and he used it to represent um, death uh, rather than hope. Mm. Uh, so maybe for ah. so when you're translating that, um, I mean you can still use the word green in in Spanish, obviously. Right. In English, sorry, why not? But um, it won't have the same all the same nuances. Maybe because it won't it won't be taking you back to the same scenery or. It's the same kind of countryside, I say. Well, but Mold so. is green, so I could go along. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, I yeah, could get I, behind I, green. I think the
1: green in Spain is is it's a very different. It's a darker. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's a darker, more intense mm-hmm. green. I always remember, even in England, sort of coming back from uh, Turkey and Greece, coming to England is green. But if you and you think, oh, this is a vivid green, and then you go to Ireland and mm. it's like being hit in the face with the greenness of it. Really, it's very different.
0: I've not been. It's. <clears throat> of my so
2: you can translate the words, but mayb- maybe not really um, the sense, the experience really or the sense, yeah. Right. So a, an English person reading about green will be picturing something very different for right, a
0: right, something very very cheerful and spring like and the new buds yeah, on trees. Yeah, wouldn't,
2: wouldn't really get that except for in the north of Spain, the Basque country, and mm. where it's wet, wet and cool. <laughs> All right. So, 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 Joe, um, you're new to poetry also, or are you... Uh,
0: relatively asked? speaking,
3: yes. Yeah. I sort of fell into it, uh, as I say, by mistake a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> and here I am getting asked to be on things like this now. It's snowballed away there.
0: So, are you trying to catch up on your reading? Are you? Do you read other poets' work? I mean, yes, I yeah. do
3: now. I never I did um, yeah. much at all in the past um, until I started meeting local poets, really, when I started going to open mics and the like. Yes. Um, which is a world that I never knew existed really mm. sort of three years ago. Right. Um, and having, I think it probably the way it normally works for people. Once you discover one, yes. you start meeting people and suddenly you discover that there's 20 things going on at that week. Yes. Uh, yes. In, in easy traveling distance. And, um, it, it snowballs again from there, doesn't it? You meet more people at these other events that you go to and suddenly, you know, about 250 people who are all going to open mics and, uh, reading poems for you, selling you books, that sort of thing.
0: Well, do you know, the thing is, if someone says they don't want to read other poems, and, and some people are very against reading other poets' work, I, I don't quite understand that myself. I think I think it goes down to fear. You're afraid that it'll pollute your voice, or that you'll find that they've done something else you've done, but they've done it better. There are poets better than me. There will always be poets better than me. The poets are less. There's It's a range. But if you don't want to read other books, you can go to open mics and have them read too. You're right. If yeah, you just listening go, to people as well. Yes. It's, it's
3: the same thing. It, yes. it's, a, it's a different way of experience and the same thing, isn't it? And, yeah. um, I, I like to do both, but yes. some people prefer one or the other. Um, with the If you're reading something, at least you can... Read it twice, straight away, can't yeah. you? It's a bit, you don't normally uh, have someone doing an open mic and you immediately say, can you do that one again?
0: So I've had it happen, when, I've seen someone do that when they had a very short poem. But I think you and I were discussing earlier how you've got a poem that you'll read and read and read and read and then you look back at the original and go, that's not the same thing. Yeah, once well, you've
3: done it on stage 25 yeah. times. Yes. And it somehow imperceptibly changes word one word at a time.
0: Yes, and and what I've, what I've done is I, I have two versions of a Yeah, I have two versions of a poem. And, and if I keep changing a word online, that's the new word for that online ver- – I mean, not online, uh, for that for that in-person version, that one I read. All right. So, actually, I'm focusing on you, Joe.
3: On me. You. Yeah. You.
0: Do you have a poem for us?
3: That's, I can do your poem, um, which I think covers both war and peace. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown so, down, yeah, Alan. Yeah. Keep
0: looking through that little thing you've yeah. got there. Yeah. Keep- <laughs> <laughs> Mm.
3: it's a a, a song I won't give it too much introduction because it's quite long but uh, it's uh, one that I wrote after the Brexit referendum Mm. last year as Mm. should become apparent and it's called A Song for Europe in 1588 the Spanish Navy came to fight to claim the crown King Philip thought was his God-given right now millions of us fly to Spanish islands in the sun the wars are long forgotten the armada is long gone So sing for Europe, sing for peace and sing to make amends. Let's raise a glass of sangria to all our Spanish friends. Mm -hmm. The French are nearer neighbours and we fought against them too. Won victories at Agincourt, Trafalgar, Waterloo. But now we go for booze cruises and weekends (laughs) of romance. Those battles are behind us. We've an entente now with France. France. So sing for Europe, sing for peace, and sing to make amends. Let's raise a glass of fine champagne to all our Gallic friends. And then it was the Germans who became our enemy. We fought them on the beaches, in the air, at land and sea. But now there's peace between us, and the wounds of war have healed. The battles that we fight today are on the football field. So sing for Europe, sing for peace and sing to make amends. Let's raise a glass of Warsteiner Mm. to all our German friends. Now, Europe is united and there's no more need for war. The Berlin Wall came down, the Iron Curtain is no more. Though Britain voted for divorce, said we should stand apart. Still, many of us here hold Europe fondly in our heart so sing for Europe sing for peace and sing to make amends let's raise a cup of tea to all our European friends let's sing for Europe, sing for peace and sing a sad farewell to Europe and our friends there here's to you, we wish you well mm.
0: yes, that is going to be a fractured peace that turns into war, we hope not yeah. Oh I know I, I like that poem. I do I like yeah. i I've, I've heard that one before. It is a divorce. I think people who uh, voted to leave think it's going to be one of those nice uh, divorces where the people go on vacation together and the kids still frolic in a pool and they, they don't do bad things. But it could be one of those other kind of divorces, couldn't it, where they try to run each other off the road. And, you know.
1: well, so I think we, we can see already uh, yeah. which direction it's, it's going, can't like we? <laughs> I, 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 I think it's very funny. because Mommy 19- and
0: Daddy are fighting in front of the friends. In 1964,
1: when we were squabbling about joining the mm. European community as it was then. I remember writing in a uh, college essay that the next European war will be a war of secession. And if we wow. don't get ourselves sorted out, it could still happen. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of what it is. Yeah. It might not be a, a war
3: with uh, guns and bombs as yet, but it's certainly a war, diplomatically speaking, and with yeah. the words, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I, I think only, what is it, 40, 50% of our food in England is grown here in England. So we're going to have to fight to get the rest of it, aren't we? We're going to pay more, I think.
3: Oh, yes, it's one of the many things that mm. the Brexiteers never yes. thought of or never told us about.
0: Yes, well, the, of of we're going to get a billion a month for the NHS, man. Don't you know that? A billion, a billion, It's man. all true, all true. Yes, well, that, that sangria part will come true. That, that means blood.
3: There <laughs> <laughs> is that, yes?
0: Sangre. Blood shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right, I'm going, I'm going to go to our other guest, And then keep looking, Alan. I'll get to you eventually. I'll get to you. I'll get to you. But, uh, okay, now, now, first of all, let's address this, the, the, the elephant in the room. It's not Alicia, it's Alithia. That's so it. then when I went to Malaga, it's <laughs> like
2: that's not going to TH. The hell's wrong with you. So it's it's Alithia. That's it. So the letter C is actually a th sound. A exactly. Th. All right. It's in Spain, uh, not in Latin America. In Latin America they do it as Alicia. Like, exactly, because yeah. yeah. I I
0: used to do work on trabajo. Coron trabajo in Santa Maria, you know, in Santo Domingo. Um necesito hablar en español. Muy bien. Oui. No But um but uh, Yes, yeah, so I so when we, so it's all over Spain that the letter C. No, no. It's, it's really tricky.
2: So you okay. get in southern southern Spain where I'm from in Andalusia, You get um, so you've got the east and the west. Mm-hmm. So in the east, it's say it's Alicia, right? And then in the west, you've got very funny things. So they there's Seville where they would do it the Latin American way, right? And then there's Cadiz where they do. Not only they say Alithia, but then every S sound they actually say like T H as well. Really? Yes. So they don't even say the letter S. No, so casa, which is house, they mm. say casa. So it's
0: <laughs> I, no, this is, no this is this is there are I, I don't but uh, there are forty sounds, thirty five <laughs> sounds that the human mouth can make, but we're trained to make the twenty to twenty five when we're little. So that's why when you try to learn another language, you're like <laughs> <laughs> So so they don't really have an S sound. They, don't, they, don't, they spell it out, but they don't, yeah. Yeah, they don't pronounce it. So if they were yeah. going to go somewhere where there's S all over the place, they'd be, they would be struggling to They the say Sangria yes. instead of Sangria. <laughs> okay, I love it. All right, well, so do you have a war or a peace, or as Joe has deftly done, combine the two to remind us that once we became full of peace, we can now no longer go to Malaga on vacation? <laughs> Fine.
2: I've got a poem. I've yes. got a war poem, but I'm going to start with a poem about the beginning of war. Ooh. So... Is um, it good for you to do them both in a row? Do they kind can of blend? Do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can have, do, them, definitely. have them blend one to the okay. next. Okay. Um, so I'll explain them a little bit. Um The first one's about um, a memory that my paternal grandmother had um, that she shared with me she was only a kid when the Spanish Civil War um, started at the outbreak of the war she was at school and then they heard this voice on the radio mm. uh, through the halls and um, oh, the speakers in the school and they, all she knew as a kid she was probably 10 or 11 is that they were dismissed for the day so all the kids were ecstatic screaming <laughs> shouting so Yay! happy they had absolutely no clue what was actually happening um, so the, the poem's got a tiny sentence in Spanish but mm. it gets explained so that's all right and then i'll i'm going to follow it but um a war poem about my maternal grandfather who um started the war off he was a um, a land worker mm. and uh, they had olive groves that they worked on and they had a bakery as well in in town and uh so he started the war with the republican army and then halfway through the war he decided to change sides um, wow. which is an interesting story and uh, something that I, I was quite disappointed to find out but then the, the more you read about the war um, you realise that war makes good men make, make bad decisions yes. uh, for, for all the wrong reasons and then um, that's that's how war works really and when you have um, an army working towards towards a dictatorship and towards a certain regime um, it creates this form of paternalism I think that mm. that lures people into thinking that they're probably going to be better off with... Their oh, there's a reward with, uh, system. Yeah, there's yes. definitely... That's what's going so, on right now in America. Um, yes, there's so a reward system. That's there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read these two poems. Excellent. Um, first one's called Swallows. 17th of July, 1936, in the backwoods of an old room, hatchlings nesting on chairs, their hands foraging, grabbing the news as a present delivered by summer itself have sublevado in Africa, troops have revolted in Africa, a cavernous voice announcing the beginning of war, all classes dismissed until further notice, life put on hold a southbound exodus of backpacks like dark swallows slamming doors open a disarray of page edges cut in the air some birds molting their plumage wings shuffling through corridors a migration toward idleness toward safety mm. and uh, the next one's called enemy lines you redded your body battle-bruised and consumed to run across the firing line in your muddy boots, carrying your musket on your shoulder. As your tattered skin sustained the sultriness of a Spanish July night, you took a leap of faith through a mist of bullets that whizzed by and landed decades from where you were. Mm. Your heart raced with you as you traded your copy of the manifesto for a messiah's promise of no lack of bread. As you lurked in the shadows of a new world the light of the world you had abandoned wept and the silence of the barricade was only blemished by the sound of shotgun shells falling on the dirt. I wonder how you pictured the future then when you had only the smell of your own piss and a monochrome photograph that you pressed tightly against your chest.
3: Mm.
0: Did your mom do you think did she have a sense that things were going on like kids can hear stuff or did she was just taken do you think that the 10 year olds were just taken by
2: surprise like my, my grandmother your grandmother yeah, I'm I, don't, sorry. I don't think she, she was aware yeah. um all all the memories she had of of wartime were really really surreal she she told me um as a kid she had she had this memory of her mother scraping lime off the wall because mm. it's the only way they could get nutrients oh my goodness so that's how poor but there, that's, there's that's a saying in america called Rams, dirt pork is yeah, the dirt that's that's just the state that the country was in right um ah before the war uh, sorry do, during, during, the, during the war, the war. yeah okay. but that, that's that's the pain that that the war left behind so um men were at war and and families were left at home on on their own with, of uh, with not, not much of a livelihood really right exactly um,
0: Exactly. So, yeah. So, 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 and yes, your grandmother, sorry, my mother was born around that year. So. <laughs> my mother wasn't born at the time. <laughs> I was kind of going, dang, you look good. All right. So, no, all right. So, yeah. So, um, so they may not have yeah. had an inkling of it. Um, and then your, your grandfather just said, forget it. You know, that is, I think, how people are just are, are, are lured to another side. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what's going on into the Middle East. Come, we're going to start a whole new state. It's going to be great. And then, Possibly not so much. Mm-hmm. That is that is amazing. Um,
2: how many do you have a, do You have many poems, or are you just examining this? I'm whole? starting to. I've got one more that I brought on on the topic. Um, I'm I'm starting to to to, think to about try and it. work towards a to series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's hard to find the right the right balance of. Um, uh involvement yes. and historical so i'm trying to, uh, so for example in, in the one about my grandfather i speak in the first person but i'm trying to do that as little as possible not because the, the, they're not poems of about personal experiences so that there's not really much room for the eye there mm. um so mm. i'm trying to to get rid rid of that a bit and find a good balance between events and and, and the fact that it's it's personal as well because it's my family and true uh, true um, and i lived in the aftermath of all that so uh, my my my, my, both my grandparents survived the word luckily so i met them both and and so i do have a personal investment in the story as well but sometimes when you do this kind of stuff though in first person what do you what do you think alan and in a way it makes the reader go
0: wow what would i have done so sometimes the first person i think
1: there's a difference here too because the wars which we've been involved with in in England, have always been somewhere else, albeit mm-hmm. in France, albeit in Germany. Oh God, yes we, yes. we had bombs, but the but your war was a civil war, which meant people were not in the fields, they were not harvesting, they were not doing the food production, so the famine ah, was right. inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I start remembering some of the ancient wars in britain where yes. we, we had our own civil war and, oh my and God. things like hunger and yes. we had the harrowing of the north and uh, uh, all, the, the sorts rich of and powerful do that things. they
0: harrow by killing the peasants and destroying their <clears throat> yes. food so it's the peasants who starve yes it's, it's, yes. it's
1: the it is the, the underdogs who, who suffer in mm. all in mm-hmm. all wars Absolutely. but i think that was the, that that's the i think that's the immediacy of what you're doing is it's bringing to us in english that 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 sense of what happens if the war is going on around us if it us? comes home to us Yes. like literally up the hill
0: have, running across this yes. is what
1: this is what suddenly scared the americans because oh, of all of a sudden they realize yes. that the wars that they've been busy promoting somewhere else <laughs> are coming home to roost
0: stresser than they think. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what that's what i said in the beginning america's mental breakdown started with 9-11. Yeah. i mean really it that i saw a play years ago called patient number 1 yeah. And, and, the, and the, the plane that the, um, the president normally flies in, unless you are very wealthy and want your own plane, is called Air Force One. And so it's always one, Air Force One. This, and so the, the play was about Patient one. It's about uh, it's a, it was a surrealistic play about George Bush. The junior, the one who started all the wars after 9-11, going to a, a psychiatrist in Florida, and um, he's already he's no longer president. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, and the rest of them been getting arrested and charged with war crimes. Would not have been nice. I digress. So um, uh, the, the psychiatrist at one point looks at him and says, "Sometimes people don't just have a nervous breakdown. Sometimes entire countries." Have a nervous breakdown too, and the thesis of the play is that n- uh, America's in the middle of a post-traumatic stress disorder. Y- you know, it's, it's it's national. Yeah. It's like a it's like a national illness, and that's why they're overreactive and guns everywhere, and they hate yeah, the other. Yeah. not wrong. No, I think he's absolutely, no, exactly, it's no and I saw that so. play, what, in 2004 or 5? Yes. I've never, never been able to get out of my head, ever. And it just, it, it showed up, it was at the York Theatre Royal, mm. and it's gone. I need to find a playwright and say, bring this back. So, I don't know. I think um, a series of poems is, I want more of those, definitely. Do you have something to say, Joe? You're just staring at me.
3: No. I'm just thinking about uh, sort of those ideas about the national nervous breakdown and, yes. the, and the war on your doorstep. It's although it might not not be something that we've seen here for a long time, it's mm. there are other recent examples that are so close yes. to us like Bosnia and Serbia's yes. yes. obvious one to think of, which is probably very similar yes. to the Spanish Civil War in terms of the way that it tore the country apart yes. and the way that neighbors were pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. And people that you yeah. knew, Brothers. people that yeah. you knew, yeah. suddenly
0: just ratting you out, which would go back to, to World War II and what Germany had did back then, does not anymore, good. Angela Merkel, good. But, um, but, but back then in the 30s going in where the neighbors would just yeah. rat out the neighbors to stay alive, to stay safe, to stay safe. Right, Mr. Allen. Doth yeah. thou have war or peace, yes, or war I, I, and I'm, peace? Only I'm Joe to do, so far Well, I've, managed. I've got
1: two selected. The and, bar is high. Um, the first one I'm going to do is has elements of peace, probably more elements of hope than peace. Mm. Um, okay. Ooh, it's involved. Like that. This, one, this one is called Justice for Injustice. Memories linger still vivid at the dawn of another phoenix. When the ancient barbarity, the exchange of kings livid with innocence floats the sticks, and even Charon weeps with pity. There is no honest denial that poverty and greed leeches life and promotes injustice, nor that desperate trial provokes that hate which reaches the riders of the cockatrice. But that does not excuse or justify jubilant kill exchanging sadness with sadness in a frenzy of mutual abuse where the path of honor still champions the way of madness for it is indeed honorable to extend the hand of trust that together we may truly mourn lives lost to poverty and enable together rich in friendship to thrust against injustice and equality with reform
3: Mm.
0: so are you going to follow that with another one or do you want to just discuss that one uh, what was that? What when did when did you write that one exactly?
1: When that was very shortly after nine eleven. Yes, all right. It was around. <clears throat> it was around that time, and I'd sort of been bitching and moaning about mm. the nine eleven itself. And I yes, thought, well, it, it, it needs it needs a counter a counterbalance. It can't all be it can't all be hate and response and revenge. You have to have another another point of view.
0: No, yeah, there's that. I mean, uh, you and I both um, uh, are unique in the room, but. <laughs> happened every night here in England, and I think people in America don't understand that. Bombs fell all the time. Buildings burned down all the time. Your neighbors vanished all the time, all over the place. But you sat there in a boat and watched the buildings burn. We could smell the buildings burn for months because it's a bunch of big buildings, and they were very deep. The garages went down 20 and 30 floors And they burn for a long time. And I have a long poem, which I may not get to, but I I just, I I wave away the easy wish to see their whole country, collaterals and all, paved over by blacktop, which is tarmac in America. Believers by heart or gunpoint, only a collateral shop or school away from era, burkered beneath beards and fear and robes. But sometimes... I want blacktop and a parking lot. So there is that feeling that you, mm-hmm. you do just like, you know, you, even though, you know, it's not them who's done it. It's these guys, these guys, they got on an airplane, my God. But you watched it, didn't you? And so that, yeah. that affects us. You lost jobs because of it. We lost friends. We lost people. My daughter's friend's dad went home, went to work and didn't come home. So, so what was that for you to see that? I mean, that was your first experience of a, like a war a war incident.
1: It's very surreal. I mean, I occasionally play that day over in my head, mm. like a, like, like a, a, a video reel. Yes. And that's, that's really all it is in a sense, because there's no, there's no engagement. Mm. You, you just see the event. Yes. You see the event, you see the, you, you see the video of the video, essentially, because you're looking at a screen of the events and you're looking at people numb with shock yes you're looking at people basically being told to go home yes. there's no point in staying in the office nobody's going to do any work right so that that, that, that was there but the video also includes that response so for example the the, the event with where with bernier dance when they did that yeah. some of those wonderful wonderful pieces of dance mm-hmm. which <clears throat> which brought up the names of everybody who, who died yes um, in connecticut yeah. it took
0: us 20 minutes to read the yeah.
1: names And I think that was it. Connecticut, well, you can write Connecticut, New Jersey, and some of the lower parts of New York were devastated because there's very few people who did not have a relative or friend Mm -hmm. who wasn't killed. Yes. So it it affected everybody. Um, Probably the last time America felt that was during the Second World War, when you know everybody was related to. And, and then GW
0: squandered all that we actually had China sending us get well cards uh, we had a, yeah. a, a Chinese uh, warship past an American warship and the Chinese held up American flags and and seriously they held up signs yeah. literally almost practically saying get well soon you know they held them up as they went by and 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 George Din went after the wrong country you know yeah that, the, that the, makes the, sense.
1: The, yeah the whole it was yeah. an opportunity to yeah. put everything right and it was just thrown yes. away because yes. the American Republican Party is all about destruction and bullying and evil. So we, we well also
2: our so war president self- at the time yeah. um, helped them out yes. as well sadly. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the, then here in England too yeah. Tony Blair Yeah now Tony Blair and mm. Bush uh, that famous picture of the three of them in the Azores uh. Yeah, <sighs> discussing well, what the best way about it was I always think of Tony Blair for a nice <laughs> meal <laughs> Come here <your> boy, <laughs> best Come <your> boy. <laughs> Here's Blair Come on Blair Come on up Blair He became a lap dog.
0: Didn't yes. he? Just a bit. You well, know. They were
1: trying to emulate that Good famous there. meeting in the um, somewhere near the Azores on the battleship oh. where, Ch- where Truman and oh, Churchill and um, uh, De they had this
3: national, they had this, had this m- moment had this in meeting their mind in the, in
1: the Atlantic to talk about the war, and I think that's what they were trying to emulate. That,
0: oh, that's that, it! Um, but they couldn't get a guy with yes. a flag to go climbing up a <laughs> bunch of people and stick it in. The, that was what it was. That was it. Oh. I think that's what they ah. were trying to do. They wanted paintings. Yeah. They wanted giant paintings. That was a fail.
1: I'm going to do mm. another one, which is about another aspect of war, which is a lot more worrying. Which is this tendency now to conduct our wars remotely, oh, not just ah, remotely yes. in other countries,
0: yes. actually, but remotely this. in our own
1: countries. And no, that's, this is horrible. That's really scary. This is I, yes. And this one is called collateral damage. Mm. There was a time. When collateral was the flyers and fact sheets, brochures and booklets prepared to boost the sales of this concept or that creation, packed with useful and useless information, couched in impenetrable jargon with features and benefits to ensure that this, and only this, is the product to buy. Then we went to war. But a clean war with laser guidance and infrared bombs and missiles, killing only the wicked and sinful, Mm. the evil and malevolent deemed to deserve to die. We learned also a new word in the lexicon of war, collateral. Collateral collateral damage Mm -hmm. the hurt and pain of those supporting sellers of terror, its features and benefits, dead and maimed even though they did not know or could not break the ancient duty of hospitality and protection that binds desert peoples mothers and wives, children and teachers weak and helpless trapped in a time and place not of their choosing, slaves scratching a living from the desert scrub or arid pastures dead and maimed because they were there collateral damage ignored in the collateral for this clean and sanctified war of pious theft collateral damage were we not more honest when we sent our bombers over germany and france to obliterate every man woman and even child factory and wagon every road and railway track in car in dresden There was no guilt or fancy words, death was dealt indiscriminately, and there was no talk of collateral damage. Nor when bombs rained down on Vietnamese forests with Agent Orange. There was no talk of collateral damage, just of death and destruction, and strategic advantage, the proper language for the art of war now we face a new great dishonesty executing a skirmish without putting so much of one of one's own in harm's way commanders concerned no longer of the ethics of whether the target the risk to lives but a target without risk is a target without value and any target of no value is worth the price of no risk and that target need no longer be an enemy but an execution of friends and neighbors inconveniently near an enemy of the state collateral damage you
0: yes that is there was um, footage it might be a film or it might be real where these two guys are looking at a I think it's a dog no I think it's a guy no I think it's a dog and I hit a button oh I think it was a kid you know, but they just they just push a button. They're in the middle of I don't know. They could be anywhere, yeah. Arizona. They could be in the middle of anywhere in the U.S. And they they have a a, um, a screen, and they see people walking around, and they just push a button, and that you, I think you're right. That is there is zero risk. So that's just a video game, isn't it? It yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I was thinking
3: I, of something similar to that. That um, a different video, I think, but one that I remember seeing. Um, I think it was in Iraq. It must have been in the two thousands, uh, uh, and it's couple of guys in an American attack helicopter yeah. who are uh, tracking um, a, a truck that's driving through the desert and they suspect that there's a, a an Iraqi uh, bomber, suicide bomber or something in there. Can't remember the details. And these guys end up getting out of the van and running for cover because mm. they know obviously that the helicopter's following them and they take out these guys with a hellfire missile or something. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it. It's like playing a computer game. Yes. And this video obviously wasn't meant to come out. It's something that got leaked
0: yes. and ended up yeah. in
1: the public domain.
0: Yes, and it could be yeah. a guy. It could be a dad. It could be yeah, his sons. I, I, I it could th- be yeah. anyone. Yeah, it could yeah, be I, anyone. I, I think
1: the real thing is that, you know, it, 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 the thing that bothers me is I, I can understand you having to take out a high-value target and Osama Bin Laden and use some sort of remote technology to do that. But the reality is when a general has to sit down and say, I have to risk 20 guys Mm. and their lives to go and deal with this problem you're actually putting a value the value on the target is 20 lives but when there's no risk then the value of the target drops and it could be next week it could be the drug deal just down the road Mm. and that's the thing that, that that what we're doing is we're as soon as this technology a drone technology, essentially. Well, what's recently? Someone's just produced a drone that will carry a machine gun and can shoot oh. people. Yeah, nice. On a low-value a low drone. Mm. It, you know, <laughs> the, that, the, the drone is low value, but yeah. so are
0: the people that are getting shot. But that mm. is the. Yes.
1: But that's that's the downside. The, mm. the 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 price of justice suddenly becomes zero, mm. and it, it's scary because you can imagine. Britain is in in a particular problem. We have a conservative government who's creating. Um, an atmosphere of revolution mm. but at the same time they're taking all the way f- money away from the police and the armed forces. Oh, so that, they have that no, has not worked well, has it? They have absolutely yes. no method of controlling the population if we get a bit antsy about Brexit. Mm. And, and th- th- mm. th- what will they do? They will turn to the next level of technology down. Well, that's what we they're going to do in an America
0: and they can justify it. Every time someone is shot probably someone of color. The cops don't have, they have the not unreasonable assumption that the person has a gun because there are 300 million guns in America. There are 300 million people in America. Not everyone has one, but it's not impossible. So that has led, because I used to think, why did they leave the, why did they leave the peasants armed? Because then you have a probable cause. And they can just take out anyone. And and the collateral damage, I have a very long poem. I won't do, do it now, but it, it does use the word collateral damage throughout it. And I think that's the point. But in my house in Connecticut, if they'd wanted to get someone living on the top floor, they'd have just bombed the house with me and Emily and Alan or whatever and with gardening or whatever. You know, they if they needed to get that person... That's the point, isn't it?
3: And they've still, they've s- still called it a precision strike.
0: Yes. yes! Like yes. sewing! Like like it's just
2: precision. Yeah. We did, yes, well because they yeah. only wiped out my house and three others next yeah. to me. I think that's what hits the nail in Alan's poem. It's, we live in a culture of euphemism. Yes, it's, yes. It's, it's yes. appalling. It's everywhere. Yeah. And whether it's literal Literal war, um, mm. or then any any other form of, I mean, in, in, on mainland Europe we see a lot. Um, we've got the European Union. Um, it, it's it's another form of warfare. I think it's it's social warfare. It's pretty much financial yes. terrorism, but yes. they don't call it that. They they just social force, cleansing. They force Greece into. Borrowing money from them and they call it a bailout. Oh, I know. I hate yes. it. So it's that. all no, positive yes. language. We're rescuing yes, you. We're so helping a, you. No, you, you're, you're tearing yes. us apart. Mm. You're not helping <laughs> yeah. in any way. But um, I, I think yeah. returning
1: to drones. I think that drones are as evil as landmines, and that they, they should be indiscriminate. Yeah. They should be outlawed by the UN. It's the, very scary. Okay. Everything that we've think got think
2: coming to so twenty-first
0: century. War should century at least in, in, have a cost to you. Yeah. No. I think. I think that that is the problem. That there is no there is no actual cost. Well, we've Taking it to a a grim a grim um, theme. So, but you know, war and peace. When you have war in a title, I don't know. So, um, I think we should probably try to wrap it up. Does anyone have one more small poem that they should put in? Yes, Alithia. Uh, can give
3: you a short one. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes.
0: Okay. No, no, no. And Joe. All oh, right. Joe. Let's yeah. hear. Let's hear They're from both Joe. Quite short, and oh, Yes.
3: So. I'll, right. uh, I'll do this one, which is um, it's it's one of those where the, the reader or the listener really has to make up their own backstory to work out what's going on. So, mm. so whether you consider it on theme is perhaps a, a question. It's called Landing. The place where we landed seemed good. There was water and food and air. But others were there before us, and they told us we couldn't stay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There's no room here, they said. We can't help you. So we, the last humans, went back to our ship and continued our search for a home.
0: Yes. Oh, that's, y- yes, exactly. And that, that just had the, the thought pop back into my head. One reason why we can use drones to kill anyone is because we're all scroungers. That's the other language. We've cheapened life in general. But that, that's the future, isn't it, <laughs> Joe? Well,
3: it could be. It depends.
0: Take your little ship and get out of here. Yeah. yeah.
3: Are we going in this direction? How, I think so. What will bring that to pass? Who Th- knows? There'll be,
0: there'll be chimpanzees with, with machine guns, you know, and there'll be the Statue of Liberty half out of the – no, that's yeah. a different This
3: sounds, It sounds like you could make a film out of that right? I think you could, <laughs> right? Yeah, what should we call it?
0: I don't know. there would be a planet? planet with apes.
3: Some, yeah, something about, something about uh, that. Something like that. We'll work yeah. on it later.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's work on that. Okay, <laughs> note to self. And, and Alethea, the, the um, last for you, then I'm going to wrap up it up. Okay, I think. oh, that's yeah.
2: quite Ooh. the responsibility. Yes, so no pressure, um, but you have to be perfect. Well, but we no you <laughs> mentioned before when we, we were talking about <laughs> mm. strategies of war and, and how these regimes are built, and you talked about it, it's created, um, this culture is created of ratting people out. Yes, ratting, ratting? is that yeah, the word? Ratting, yeah, ratting yes. people out, and yeah. that's going to have a benefit for you. And um, at the end of the Spanish Civil War, um, when when the fascist section of, of the war uh, won, um, they they self-entitled themselves to a 40-year dictatorship Mm. and then uh, not happy with that. um, They charge people from the defeated side with tasks, um, generally hard labor, uh, but much, much, more horrible stuff so my um, paternal grandfather uh, who fought with the communist side of the war was in part of a a battalion that was charged with uh, just basically chasing people out in the woods from their own side. Um, I I don't know how my my grandfather always said he spent three years shooting up in the air and he doesn't know how he made it out alive Mm -hmm. so if if he wasn't even comfortable holding a rifle imagine having to chase people Uh, so this is a poem about that and it's called The Hunt. After the end of the war, men were arranged into battalions to provide service to the regime, reconstructing cities torn by bombs or building colossal mausoleums. Some were unleashed under command to track the scent of defeat along forest trails, bearing on their withers the humiliation of hunting their own comrades. Mm. Their nostrils stretched in the dark night for a hint of fear, in search for a fugitive quarry to bring back in order to save their life maybe some of them turned a blind eye on the presence of a prey among the trees ignored their heavy breathing mm. so as to preserve their own dignity or whatever glance of dignity could remain among a squadron of bloodhounds oof
0: yes all right if we're not if we're not hovering over other planets like joe we're going to be doing what you are saying there i think just to survive, aren't we? Just aren't. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, come back next time when we're going to talk about fun stuff. I swear to God. <laughs> please, <laughs> please come back. Come back. It'll be fun. <laughs> we're going to have fun. All right. So, you know what? You too, listeners, can get involved and send us some ideas for themes and topics that you would like to hear us discuss. So, come back next time when we might be discussing seasons or death again, because I love it, or sleep or profits or profits. It could be a PH or an F. I don't know. So whatever you send in or whatever we decide to discuss, we have been The Poetry Show and we are the Podcast Poets. You can tweet to us on Twitter at Podcast Poets. Email us at podcast at podpoets.com and find us on iTunes and give us those reviews and ratings. This has been The Poetry Show, produced and edited by Adam Talietti, as a production of Eden Agency.